What's up, world? Especially all of you fellow fans of supremely first place FC Cincinnati. And for you Lurker fans from other teams, jump on the bandwagon now before we make the jump. I am your boy Sway from MTV News, and we are back for game number 19, episode 21 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. My name is Jonah. Follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter, where we are smashing follower records every single day. Joining me in the palatial million-dollar KLR studios is the capo of Section 124, Zach. Good day. (laughs) Big time, capo, capo. Also joining us, that's right, in person, world-famous Nick from soccer. Let's get grooving on some ideas. (laughs) If anyone understands that reference they know pat brennan better than us not joining us today and currently posted up outside thad's apartment in case shit pops off is zach's friend chad i think uh well i know so it's his wife's birthday weekend so there's always a reason i know it used to be a birthday and then it was a birthday week then it was Some a, people have a birthday month oh i was talking about it in general <laughs> not chad a birthday weekend's acceptable so much to talk about today we'll recap the 2-0 thrashing, thrashing of tampa bay rowdies we'll seek out a we'll each pick an fcc the week then decide who gets the gift card from james the jeweler we'll let Koch off the hook this week somewhat We'll bring back an old friend. That's right. It's the FCC Inside Source. I hear this Inside Source has a lot to say, but I'm as in the dark as you folks. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Uh, This week's edition of Potpourri is literally bursting at the seams with content. A possible unrequited love in the FCC media world? (laughs) Oh, you'll just have to listen. I was going to say, if there's any chance worth chanting, we'll chant them. There will not be, but I might have something pre-recorded really quick for you. Sounds terrific. For all of you who have not purchased a Knifey Lion Radio scarf, the supplies are getting super scarce, so I do it right now. Once they're gone, they are gone forever. Also, to the recently rescued Thai soccer team, I am so happy to welcome you to the Kevin Costner Wide Open Montana Prairie of Peacefulness. I hated caves before, and now I really hate caves. What a nightmare. Nick, what do you think about all that cave stuff? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, no other way to put it. And Elon Musk tried to slip his slippery ass into that whole situation. What a prick. <laughs> Zach, you were pro-cave. Thoughts? <laughs> no, yeah, just... <laughs> that cave's getting a bad rap. But money troubles for KLR are no more, because this week we are sponsored by, I bet you already know it, Jeff, Jeff Ruby. Ruby. Jeff Ruby, Cincinnati icon and one who has been down with FCC before almost anyone else. John Bonham reincarnated, Jeff Ruby is showing the true possibilities of a drummer while introducing new and complex polyrhythms to those stale old Bailey chants. What may sound offbeat to the layman is actually a highly complex next level arrangement that only the most highly trained ear can pick up. He may not know the songs, but the songs know him. So while some people see a businessman slapping his name on whatever latest Cincinnati trend is happening, I see the new king of the Bailey. Bow down. Bow down. Jeff Ruby is here. Thank you. Also, usual shout out to Speedy Freeze. I haven't <laughs> forgotten about you. I had a Speedy Freeze last night. 32 ounces went down real nice after that game. Zach, you had some thoughts? No, that guy just really seems like a prick. <laughs> but go ahead. I had, I had a thought on Jeff Ruby. He, he names his steaks and his meals after local sports uh players and i was wondering if you ever did an fcc player what player would it be and what food would it be i already know 
Argentina, as I've said on this podcast before, famous for their steaks. So the Ledesma has to be some, you know, aged with lots of marbling Argentinian beef. What about a Corbin Bonin steak? <laughs> they write themselves. Anything you want to say, Zach, before we really get into this thing? No, but I did watch that video of him drumming a handful of times. It gets worse and worse every time. It's really quite embarrassing. Um, Jeff Ruby does live around the corner from my mother-in-law, so if anyone has any personal messages, I could drop them in his mailbox. Only positive, though, because he is the sponsor. Um, But it's time for the recap. 25,000 people. Based it together Saturday night for the 2-0 annihilation of the formerly good Tampa Bay Rowdies. Starting lineup was the exact same as the Nashville game. So I'm not going to name them all, but they were all out there again. And uh, scoring didn't get started until the second half. Ledesma scored a header from a beautiful Corbin Bone cross. I learned that uh, Ledesma's nickname for Corbin Bone is Magic. He said it was a great header from Magic. <laughs> it's not- I don't know if that one's going to catch on. And then uh, a sweet counterattack assist from Emery Welshman to Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. In the 84th minute, 2-0 was the final. Zach, what were your thoughts about this dramatic, pretty undramatic 2-0 victory? Yeah, it was a snoozer, really. Neither team ever got a rhythm. We rarely pieced anything together except for both of the goals. But neither did Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't know. Not too much to say about it. I thought uh, one thing we noticed during the game, Kenny had a much better game last night than he has in the past, I don't know, two, three, or four games. E- are we to assume he's a fan of the podcast? Yeah, I, I think he's, heart. he must have been listening and then started practicing a little harder. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Kenny Walker was much better. It seemed like he made a lot of tackles. Then you go ahead and check the stats and it says three tackles. But um, I'm going to go ahead and say it was 30. So great game, Kenny. Also, let's just... Put a permanent kibosh on him taking the corner kicks. Yeah, it's awkward as hell. I don't know if you noticed on the stream, Nick. Kenny would go to take a corner, take kind of a bad one, and then we'd earn another corner, and then Ledesma would call him off like, no, I'm taking it. And then other times, Kenny would go over to take it, and Ledesma would run over there take the ball. It's like, no, I'm taking it. And it's awkward. Like, Obviously, they've got that worked out beforehand. Pick a script and stick to it, I guess. Kenny sucks at corners. <laughs> Take him off. It's ironic the guy has scored a goal from 80 yards out. Can't get the ball in the air anymore. Nick, you said you were Kenny Walker forever as a corner kick taker. You still want to die on that hill? Yeah, yeah. I'll fight to the grave for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's usually, I mean, and if you look at his overall career at FC Cincinnati, I mean, the guy's pretty money with a lot of his touches and passes. But I don't know. It just seems like this year he's fallen into a funk a little bit and... I honestly think it's mainly psychological. He just—he seems sluggish. I, I don't know what the deal is. Like I said, I think he's doing Dance Dance Revolution before each match. But um, That's I, catching on like wildfire. I cannot <laughs> use that joke <laughs> no, anymore. No, the Twitterverse is, has been calling him the GDR master for no, a while. I think it's like a field goal taker. Once they miss one, it kind of gets in their head maybe. Well, luckily, but it's just corner kicks. Corner kicks don't really <laughs> fucking matter. I don't know why there would be any nerves to it. But uh, it is odd. Um but yeah, he did have a better game. So we're not shitting on him. Just talking about the corner kicks. Yeah, this he, week, he, he, also he got stepped it up. He was hustling. Bashed in the head real early on in the game. It was pretty ugly. By oh. young Joe Cole. Young Joe Cole. Maybe that's the reason. There was that, that concussion wow. he took in. No, 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 no. In mm. the Indy 11 game. Maybe yeah, since then. But then he scored like a <laughs> sports center number one top 10 goal. Like He can still whack him pretty good. He's, you a, good, know? he's a good whacker. I was going to say that we... Uh, 
kind of quietly dominated the game. If you really think about it, Tampa Bay did not have many chances to do much of anything, even with their two new guys they brought in, Poku, Paku, Poku, Poku, and uh, the other guy who I won't name, who is tall and lanky as hell. Corbin Bone was good. Zach, thoughts on your mortal enemy, Corbin Bone? Uh, he's my man of the match, I think, if you're asking. Whoa, so spoiler are, alert. Those are my thoughts. I thought he was just really solid the whole game, and then the obvious assist on the goal. Quiet game from Nazmi Al-Badawi. He was out there, and we won, so, you know, but a little bit of a snooze. Just, I saw, uh, sorry oh, to cut ahead. you off, I, Please do. I saw Nazmi barking at Kenny again during this game. I still think he doesn't understand his role in this diamond because he's always bunched um, up with somebody yeah. else. No, I think everyone's got, uh, you know, MLS fever sounds like a positive thing when you hear it, MLS fever, but I think they might have MLS fever as a bad thing. The tensions are running high. Everybody wants a spot. Luckily, we're still fucking dominating the world, so it doesn't matter. But Nick, you said you watched all 90 minutes. What was your favorite part of the game? <laughs> No, for those of uh, you that don't know, which is all of you, <laughs> my wife made her debut on her roller derby team, the Black and Bluegrass Girls. So I was unable to watch the match. I watched a little bit um, during the halftime of their game. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I really, uh, really pulling for Ledesma to, to put in a free kick at some point. I don't think, has he had a free kick goal this year? I thought he had one. He might have. He was close early yeah, last he, night. He landed on the top of the net. So Justin Hoyt, um, breaking news, Justin Hoyt at this moment is wide open still. And uh, he's basically given the crowd, not to overuse fever, but the wide open Justin Hoyt fever. He's very demonstrative off the ball, screaming for the ball, waving his arms. And he is open, but it's not always easy to get him the ball. And Zach, you want to talk about last night? He re- he ended up getting the entire crowd involved into his plight. Yeah, I mean, like all season, he's waving both arms in the air every time he's open. We've talked about it on here. Justin Hoyt's open. He's always open. He's always going to be open when the ball's on the other sideline. Yeah. Um, They're we, not man-marking you when the ball's on the other no, side of the field. No, and that's a long pass to make. and. A lot of times we don't really have the quality to make those 50-yard passes. But then when we do, by the time the ball reaches him, someone's on him, and he has to back pass it. It's never really worth it to make that. No, it just looks good. I like Justin Hoyt, but how many times did he get the ball last night? A lot. How many times did he put a good cross in? Did he put any in? No. No, he back passes it every time. Maybe I could look at the stats, but that's yeah. for another podcast to do. Yeah, he. I'm, and I'm not hating on Justin Hoyt. He's good, but he... He was like throwing his arms in the air in anger when he wouldn't get the ball. And that's what bugs me because every time he did, nothing happened. Nothing happened. But it was funny because our whole side of the stadium was screaming for him to get the ball because he's being so demonstrative. And then when he finally receives it, this is huge cheer like, yes, yes, finally, <laughs> thank you. And then where's the ball go? Forrest Lasso, Evan Newton, booming up the field. I, I don't want to unfairly. Uh, take a shit on Hoyt like Zach just did, but um, <laughs> maybe it's a psychological thing. Maybe he's um, giving a little anxiety to some of the defenders, you know, which they shouldn't have any anxiety. But I think he's trying to trick them. Like, maybe, hey. maybe he's trying to stretch it out a little bit, stretch his man out, and so that the defense is not so compact. But, but that's really probably not the case. It's probably it's more a very of, Justin Hoyt's mom take. He's actually trying to draw the defenders <laughs> over to him. You know, to be honest, like that's pretty smart. But they never fall for it, so no. it's, not, it's not working. And his like they've watched the games apparently yeah. the other teams. They know his, his visible anger when he doesn't get it is the only thing that bugs me about it. It's like, yeah, you can wave your arms if you're open. I don't care. But uh, if they don't make that complete crossfield ball to you, 
no big deal, right? Speaking of visible anger, um, Jonah has a counter on one of his uh, computer screens here, and anytime me and Zach go off script, his <laughs> face gets red with rage. <laughs> you guys are right on script. There's no script. Freestyling. Um, but while we're talking about long balls, our old... <sighs> Guys, you must have missed him, but our old dear friend Lasso's long balls returned hardcore last night. He was fucking thumping those things up there. A lot of times to nobody, didn't really matter, but uh, he had a good game besides those. But I found it kind of endearing to see Lasso's long balls returns. How do you feel about that, Zach? Yeah, you know, it was like seeing an old friend. (laughs) They let him take one of the free kicks from right behind the half line. I was like, why is fucking Forrest Lasso taking this? Um, But, you know, next game he's going to put one right on somebody's foot and we're going to score a goal because that's what tends to happen it's kind of like even you see like a bully from grade school you're like not really happy to see him but you're like oh oh grade school uh any last thoughts on lasso's long balls not necessarily on the long balls but <laughs> on the uh little uh, incident he had going through the oh, uh, and he got this, shafted not the long balls yeah yeah he was it looks like he was he was aiming to do something very unchristian so i'm just glad that there was no nick maybe you've never read the old testament but you know you can't fucking like talk to your neighbor on a sunday without pulling their eyes out i'm pretty sure that's a quote i live by it yeah so um yeah all in all pretty good game uh definitely more exciting for us than that nashville fucking snoozer and not just because that was zero zero yeah, like I said, we just kind of quietly went about business, and I guess that's what good teams do. They take care of business, and that's what we did. Um, for this week, there's a few clear, obvious choices for this week's Tackle Smash. Besides him getting thrown through the ad board, there's one in the third minute uh, where Lasso gave a welcome to Cincinnati moment to, I don't know, John Doe McGee, whoever he fucking slammed to the ground. That's my deckle smash of the week. Um, Zach, did you? Were there any actual deckle deckle smashes? Yeah, I mean he shoved whoever the number seven who pushed Forrest into the ad boards. Deckle shoved him into the. He got into it. He shoved him into the our bench and he stayed down. Oh yeah. Oh, that was deckle. Yeah. Yeah, like we said, Deckel is an elephant. He never forgets. So. No, you knew that that retaliation had to come. There's no way you can let that slide. And you know Deckel's the one to do it. He does it so classy, though. Like, you can't even be mad at him. This guy's just class act all the way, even when he's shoving you through a plate glass window. Um, also, uh, Tampa's coach smashing the Oh, yeah, that's a Deckel smash. Nick, you missed that. You might not even be able to see it if you watched all the stream. But uh, he was upset about some call. Their coach, who was playing for them earlier this year smashed his fist into the plexiglass of the uh you know the bench area and it made a huge and uh he got he got a stern warning from the ref it was pretty badass that's pretty beer league yeah i think it was a lot louder than he anticipated it being (laughs) like like everybody heard it like what the fuck yeah a woman behind me tapped me like what was that noise it's a true story um yeah so uh got into his stupid head i had read that he was actually a hothead as a player and that was before this moment so it's good to see he's keeping his hot-headedness for this week's fcc Man! of the week zach you kind of spoiled yours already so do you want to reiterate who you're going with yeah i'll go with corbin bone just for being so solid he was probably the solidest most solid nick I know you were limited visual on the game and audio on the game, but uh, you do want to throw a wrench into the FCC Man of the Week? You know, no answer is the wrong answer unless you give the wrong answer. This is probably going to fall into that category. Yes. Of wrong answer because I didn't see most of the game. Give but it to me. Really liked uh, 
I like seeing Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig score goals because they always look like they're really hard fought for. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to give it to Danny. What is he, our lead? Well, he's tied with Ledesma, I think, right now in goals. But, uh, yeah, man, good for him. I think he, he earns all of his goals. So You were going to say that you thought GB was lazy and Koenig's a hustler. Now, why would you make that <laughs> comparison? Well, (laughs) Nick didn't think that. He's not one of the GB lazy conspiracy theorists out there. We're all big GB heads here. Nick's been spending some time in the Jimmy McLaughlin temple of the (laughs) alt-right. You guys ever read Ayn Rand? (laughs) No, but I'm a big fan of Ayn Rand. (laughs) Les Mis. Um, No, Les Mis. First, I want to make sure Corbin Bone knows he receives a $50, because he's also my player of the week. Very solid. He receives my uh, $50 gift card to James the Jeweler. Zach thinks it's James Free Jeweler, but I just like saying James Jeweler. Totally different company. So if you want to pick that up anytime, my address is 111 Nippert Way, Clifton, Ohio. So come and find me. Zach, final thoughts on the 2-0 thrashing beatdown of Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, this isn't really like a recap of the game, but one, I was telling you at the game, Cicerone has got to be burning up inside every time Jimmy gets on the field before him. I think that's, you know, no offense to Jimmy, that's Koch pandering to the crowd, I think. I think Cicerone deserves the, to play ahead of Jimmy every time. Two, yeah. I want to shout out Welshman setting up Koenig's goal perfectly. Um, you saw Danny throwing his hands up in anger because he thought he wasn't going to get the pass, and then it came to him. <laughs> Perfectly. Yeah, Hoyt was mad for some reason. Not really. You <laughs> <laughs> better get the ball. No, and uh I also wanna say uh yeah, I'm a little sad about Haber too. I was thinking that last night. Yeah, Haber But he was never coming with us. No. So what the fuck's the difference? Let him play somewhere. Yeah, Cicerone played him out of existence. Haber was a shooting star. He had a few bright moments and then he kind of trickled out of the team. Yeah, but doesn't Haber have to be again, not ragging on Jimmy. He's gotta be looking at Jimmy too and like He's not better than me. I almost wonder if this game of Jimmy was not that he's like some defensive guy, but does he trust Jimmy more to like track back and play D when we're up a goal? Well, on Zach's point, like what, what are the things that make Jimmy a good player for SEC? And obviously his speed uh, and taking on players, but now I feel like Cicerone's got that role pinned down. I mean, I mean, let's, let's face it. Jimmy maybe can do little one, two combinations, but for the most part, he's not really, you know, that great with his, his passing and his vision. I mean, that's just my opinion, but... Yeah, I guess he's got ex- experience on him. He's played in the MLS a little bit, so if... He's Koch played in the MLS, like, maybe two games. That's 200% more <laughs> than Cicerone. Still, I'm again, I like Jimmy. He's full of energy, but so is Haber, so is Cicerone. And Cicerone, I think you got to get him as many minutes as possible because he's just going to keep getting better. Yeah, and I might be defending Jimmy a little more if he had liked the Jimmy song on Twitter. I'm still having not gotten a solid explanation for why he did not. I might be being a little reactionary because you hear people around the stadium all the time, like, why isn't Jimmy starting? Like, where's Jimmy? Like, people who don't know what they're looking at, I guess. And it kind of bugs me, and I think... Probably some other players who just came into the team this year and see Jimmy getting a standing <laughs> ovation for coming on with the last 10 minutes are like, what the fuck? Like, I can run circles around this guy. But, uh, yeah. Again, I like, I like Jimmy. Sorry. Yeah, we know. But don't cut any of this out because he's got to hear it. Um, yeah, we have a game Wednesday and Saturday. So if we don't see some Russell Cicerone, there's going to be an angry mob of three and they're all in this room. Yeah, we'll see if we have a Patty Grin and Barrett in a Cicerone sighting on Wednesday. Patty, don't come find me. Patty's, I'm sure, at the pool right now, taking a 
<laughs> Taking a picture of his leg. Patty's a big time pool guy. Um, but this week, speaking of soccer, <laughs> bring back an old favorite because we've got one. It's the FCC Inside Source. But yeah, so the Inside Source this week, obviously I can't tell you who it is because that would defeat the whole purpose, but... Wow. From what I heard from his email to me saying he wanted to be on the show, he's got some pretty interesting stuff to say. So I'll let him take it away right now for this week's FCC Inside Source. Yeah, go right ahead, sir. Oh, hi. In case you've been living under a rock, you know Alan Koch is the hottest coaching prospect in American soccer. The New York Red Bulls are very interested in bringing him in. Okay, someone's telling me that they've already hired another coach. Well, clearly they're playing hardball, but the fact remains, Coach Koch is extremely highly regarded in MLS circles. Who are these unnamed MLS suitors? Well, I can't say, but they're most definitely real. And now my client, I mean Coach Koch, successfully led Whitecaps 2 to a 6th place finish, then defeated the Colorado Switchbacks in the OKC Energy in the playoffs in 2016. Your move, Mourinho! Then, while only using spare parts, cast-offs, headcases, and the largest checkbook for players in the USL, Koch has managed the impossible, having a pretty good team. No wonder MLS teams are all on the brink of firing their coach to bring in what MLS sources are also saying is a highly regarded super coach on the cusp of stardom. Also unrelated, many people are saying his agent deserves a significant raise. Who else could have built such a buzz around one coach with heavily whispered hearsay and have you heards? But that's neither here nor there. So Cincinnati, just enjoy the Alan Koch ride, because when Man United comes calling, it might be the one he finally answers. FCC Inside Source. That guy just kept going and going, <laughs> but he never shut up. <laughs> but uh, that brings us to the real meat and potatoes this week. It's Nick's favorite segment. Potpourri. So we're not even going to discuss what that's in reference to. <laughs> what are we talking about in potpourri? <laughs> Everything's in potpourri. Yeah, right, sorry. First up on the bat, if you were confused at all about FC's inside source, New York Red Bulls head coach Jesse March, Marsh left to be the assistant coach of Red Bull Leipzig in Germany, leaving a vacancy. And um, there were whispers, rumors, innuendos that uh, they think really highly of Alan Koch. Zach, do you believe that for a second, that Red Bulls were thinking about no, Alan I don't, Koch? <laughs> I don't think so at all. I think he's got one more year with us because he's under contract and then he's going back to the USL. <laughs> that's what I think. You keep hearing that, like he's well thought of in the MLS, and I'm not saying he hasn't done nothing, but I, just, I don't really understand. I say that as we're like dominating the USL right now. I'm not. Yeah, we're. There's like, no catch watch going on, but yeah. it just seems strange. USL is one thing, but uh, uh, you know, I've said this. We've said things like this, and it kind of sounds stupid. If you take away the goals, though, um, <laughs> take but, them away. But you're taking them away because this is individual talent that we have in spades. But then watch us play, and that's how you can judge your coaching. And, like, what do you see? I see a good USL coach. I see, I see an okay USL coach. <laughs> I see a lot of good players out on the field. I don't see the head coach of the New York Red Bull. Finding a way to win. You know, so many goals are – we have so many good goals from outside the box. Players just letting it rip. We had, like, this weird stretch of, like, maybe three or four games where we were in here talking about how well we're passing the ball and, like, pinging it back and forth and doing these little one-twos and, like – that went away and that's that's when i thought like oh man Koch really has this system in place 
but that's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like now we're just like we're getting some goals because Ledesma is scoring some awesome goals. Nazmi's putting him in from outside the box. I just he does nothing for me. Sorry. Especially why would you try to hire him when you know that he's going to be in the US, MLS for a year? If he does a great job, then then yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean. That would be the uh, the true trial by fire is when he's in the MLS. I mean, if you're an, an MLS owner and you look at the USL to poach coaches, like there's really just one man who just became the coach of Orlando that should be considered. I mean, for what he did with that organization at Louisville with the uh, amount of resources that he had, I mean, that's the guy that should be number one on the list. And apparently he was so. But yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to say, you know, that New York Red Bulls shouldn't consider someone like Koch. Um, it's really all about next year. I mean, yeah, we've had some success against MLS teams in the U.S. Open Cup last year. But, you know, how much of that's really kind of like what Zach said? How, can you, how much of that can we really attribute to, to Koch when we get this type of atmosphere and, uh, you know, we got the underdog story and, and those players are playing like this is their last chance of glory? I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, there's all kinds of factors at play there that, that does make Koch kind of look like he was successful. But at the end of the day, it's how does someone like him perform in, in, the, in the actual league? So, yeah, I'll reserve judgment until, uh, until next year, I think. Yeah, and I'm, I'm being a little harsh because if there's like a naysayer, it's a lose-lose for Koch because if he does well this season, well, it's because we spent more money than anybody else. We brought in all these awesome players. So everyone's gonna be like, "Well, anyone could have won," and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it is it is hard to judge. Um, and then last year he always had the excuse like, "Oh, he's got all the Hearts players and whatever." I know I sound like a dick because we're in first place and we just won two to nothing. We've scored outscored everybody, but it's not. It's not always. It's pretty. not impressive. Like on the field, it's just not. Something even bigger has been brewing around. Sorry. <laughs> around the team lately and uh, we've started to notice it on social media and I don't want to blow it up and act like it's a huge deal but I mean this could affect just the way that the team is covered from now until forever I'm starting to get the vibe that Pat Brennan is shooting his shot towards Lindsey Patterson in public via, in, t- via Twitter in public via Twitter and thanks to I think Chad pointed this out Pat Brennan, you look a little thirsty. They road tripped together for the Nashville game. And then when they got back, said, don't worry, everyone. I got I got Lindsey Patterson back home safely. It's like, all right, you knight in shining armor, bro. Like, we get it, all right? Just chill out a little bit. The thing that clutches it for me is Pat calls her Lens. I don't trust Pat Brennan's coverage anyway, because so I think he's clueless. <laughs> we got one for Pat Brennan's clueless. Nick? Oh, you okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just curious how this uh, show between him and Lindsay is actually going to turn out. I mean, how good are we, we thinking this is going to be? They filmed several episodes already. But if they become an item, I mean, how amazing is the show going to be then is my question. It will be amazing, but what's more amazing is then the breakup happens. Then what happens to the show? I feel like the divorce would happen if Lindsay Patterson reported on something before Pat Brennan. Especially on the Xavier beat, because we all know that's Pat Brennan's corner. I feel like we're going to have a lot of beeps coming up here with Zach. <laughs> no. One of his beep rants. Uh, he'll be calling her Lindsay Twelman pretty soon. She <laughs> dares to steal <laughs> his immaculate thunder. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know the guy personally, but I hate his reporting and <laughs> I hate his Twitter personality. And then his whole butthurtness over Taylor Twelman, which is really embarrassing. And then <laughs> he tweeted today, I'm like... Just because the World Cup is over, soccer doesn't go dormant. 
like we're joining the MLS in seven months and we're first place in the USL. I'm like, dude, first off, it's a huge, huge drop. <laughs> it's really a bummer when the World Cup is over. And I love FC Cincinnati. No, I man, get, Charlotte's coming Wednesday. <laughs> I get really, really excited about it. But the World Cup's the best month of the year. It's fucking awesome. Um, Not to sound like Hispanic at the disco who <laughs> didn't. It was like, I'm glad I didn't go to Nashville. Like, it looked like crap after all these World Cup games. But yeah, well, I mean, obviously everything looks like shit. After that. But uh, yeah, people kind of look at the FCC coverage with, uh, as Zach would say, rose tinted glasses because they're like, they see these other USL teams that get no coverage. And if right. they do, the names of the teams are spelled wrong and all this ridiculous stuff. And we obviously are a little bit spoiled with our coverage, but I don't how much credit goes to the reporters and how much is just like the inquirer seeing like the obvious writing on the wall that this is like the it thing that everyone's talking about and obviously they want to be a part of it and it makes sense but it's not like i don't know yeah no you're exactly right and that's actually what soured me on pat brennan to begin with because he put out a handful of articles that were really negative and uh i think that's when you made something or whatever and he got yeah. all, all butthurt about your post um people were saying like well what the fuck like the inquirer have against FC Cincinnati and he went on some rants like I was there in the rain in Vancouver and like this and that and like like we report on this and that and like dude you guys aren't reporting because you're giving us a gift you're reporting because thousands and thousands of us care about the team like it's the fans come first and you have to report on whatever has an audience you're not creating the audience by reporting and that's why these other cities yeah. don't have much coverage because they get 500 people at the games why are they going to, they're not going to pay somebody to follow a team that no one gives a shit about. Like the fans come first. We're the gift, Pat. Yeah. You're not the gift. <laughs> yeah. We made, we kind of made a decision early on. Oh like, yeah, I guess we're not. We could be polite and we could probably get some interviews and this and that, but rather be honest and think if someone is acting like a prick, we can say so. That's like, true. Yeah. Not, not to call out like anybody in the media that covers FCC, but too late, buddy. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I just feel like me, Zach and Jonah, we're not going to run into any of these guys, but it's a good thing. I mean, we can just kind of call it how we see it. I mean, we, we are not at games because someone's paying us to be there to cover it. We have been lifelong soccer fans and we are pumped about this team because, you know, we have a team that's like legit now and you know so <laughs> we are the gift <laughs> that'll be our new tagline <laughs> klr we are the gift um what actually was his but, hashtag was hashtag football is home <laughs> home is where the ball is but um nick to your comment before there's a good chance zach will run into corbin bone <laughs> On the mean streets of Northside, so yeah. which is why I've been so compl- <laughs> complimentary. There's a good chance you're going to run into Patty because I instant messaged him your address. <laughs> They're both big pool guys. I also I'm not uh, convinced Patty. Ooh, the shots do, keep uh, on coming. I think they went. They did go kayaking in. Uh, I think it's probably a little Miami. I go skip rocks down there sometimes. I could run into them. But yeah, Patty and some knew it when kayaking looked like a blasty blast. And, um, you know, while we're talking about just their day-to-day lives, I did <laughs> complete 180. <laughs> Richie Ryan bought a new lawnmower. <laughs> we are the gift. We, are, we the are the gift, okay? He got a new lawnmower, guys. No, but I took note of it because it's the same model I got. It's a corded lawnmower. You can't charge it. You cord it around. He must. He might have a tiny yard. He could be in, like, a condo-ish area, you know, so. 
Yeah. Well, I'll say I I use that corded electric lawnmower and yeah. my small yard. They still suck, man. I mean, it is nice. It cuts fine, but that cord is a real pain in the yeah. ass. You have you have to plan it out completely based on uh, your extension cord, but but yeah, Pat Brennan, Lindsay Patterson, at least invite us to the wedding. This is on the subject. Me and Jonah used to work doing dishes at La Rosa's way back in the day. We worked with Elise Jesse, the sportscaster from Channel 5. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Pat. <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> we know people, too. <laughs> yeah. Elise, remember? I put uh, I put pickle juice in a spray bottle one day, and I came up and I sprayed you with it. You remember that? That was a classic. I met Michael from 19XIX one time. Oh, did you work with him? <laughs> if you consider him telling me a really shitty joke. <laughs> uh, it is work to listen to, but uh, no, at least was our coworker. And I remember our manager, um, I guess he ended up being a scumbag, old Jared. I remember him once coming yes, up, but he, he said, uh, Elise is the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was counting like the fucking world. Yeah, I think he ended up, and uh, there was another one of our managers. He got busted in one of those <clears throat> to catch a predator. <laughs> That's <stings>. true. <laughs> Um, he seemed like such a nice guy. He did, and his girlfriend worked there, too, and she stood by him. Hey, you know, most of those charges got thrown out because um, it was entrapment. Ooh. Yeah, she stood by him, much like Koch with Sam DeWitt. I'll tell you what. Boo- <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> uh, Boone of the Roses has seen some characters. At least Jesse, you know what you're thinking, but I'm married, so don't even go barking up that tree. Um, a few other final thoughts for uh, potpourri. I, another thing I had on my list to talk about that sh- I don't think we really will talk about because I really, <laughs> this goes to prove I really don't care, was the international friendly and how how much I don't care. I'm <laughs> not feeling uh, any excitement at all about it, but I guess the fact I don't really want to talk about it kind of is, is proving my point. You know, just like... You know, just in general with, with these publicity games or these international friendlies or even being on ESPN2, I think I think some of that is going to like some of the excitement surrounding all this is going to kind of, well, it's probably dissipated with the fact that now we know that we're going to the MLS. I mean, part of that was like, let's garner a lot of attention. Um, but I think now that we are headed that way anyway, I think there's just going to be, I don't know, that, that sounds kind of like a shitty take, I guess. But it's expensive for one, this game. It seemed like a good game. I think you'd make your money back still if they did like cheaper than normal seats and like try to fill it up for this friendly game. Cause I don't know. The tea leaves are telling me that it's not like year one. It's not even like year two. Now people are pretty familiar and we got to save our money for these playoff games too that are coming up. But uh, yeah, I think it would have been nice to make it cheaper and see how many people you could get in there. And maybe people who don't go to games are like, oh, they're doing a friendly against this and it's only this. So maybe they show up, but no big deal. Maybe I'll go sit in GA or something. Yeah, I'm not definitely not going, but there's just so many games. Oh, I'm not going to make it the fade out song because it's not long enough, but uh, we don't really have any chance. But I did do a quick version of the the memed song that's really just blowing up everywhere. Drake's In My Feelings. You know the one. Uh, Kiki, do you love me? You know that. I did one for Ciceroni. So here, let me play it for you right now. CC Ciceroni got rid of Haber and he's busting down the sideline balling for promotion to the majors trying to get up off the sideline CC Ciceroni got rid of Haber and he's busting down the sideline balling for promotion to the majors trying to get up off the sideline wow that was incredible that's really i can't stop moving jesus that is billboard shit right there you don't know about nick but you probably wouldn't take him for a dancer but he is standing on the palatial couch and dancing as we speak stop dancing 
Um, Can but, I leave the shorts off? <laughs> were they ever on? Um, blue pill. But yeah, <laughs> Garland or blue pill. I haven't said that in a while. This is just really bringing it all back home. Zach, do you have any final thoughts about the week? These relationships of FCC? <laughs> just anything. What's your, um, what's your final takeaway? I want to say, comment, last week was the most boring soccer game I think I've ever watched. Couldn't make the pod because Jonah got back late and I was very, very sick. I know you guys are all just here for Jonah, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real, real entertaining by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a snoozer. Hopefully we got some people back. It was only 15 minutes, okay? One, um, guy, one guy tweeted it was a riot, so I don't know what you guys are fucking talking about. <laughs> and I, I, am, I also uh, cut five minutes out of that, so you can imagine what those five minutes were like. <laughs> I've been concerned my whole life, but when I hear you talk about it out loud, I get concerned again. And that's your diet, but... <laughs> for another time and place my diet is always bad but that was extra out of the ordinary and then a couple of days ago i did have hot chicken in dayton <laughs> um so is that, is that your final thought of the week <laughs> i did go to uh so i was sick with hand foot and mouth disease oh boy oh man which if anyone has kids you know it is a fucking nightmare and did you know that adults can get it i didn't <laughs> But I got it way worse than my kid did. I couldn't walk. Uh, I couldn't swallow. Everything just really hurt. Um, but then while I still had all these sores in my mouth, uh, we went to uh, Joella's Hot Chicken. Cause they do have the vegan chicken. It's pretty good, but <laughs> really, really painful. Well, at least you have your priorities straight. Um, final thoughts would be, uh, yeah, I'll be there Wednesday. I'm excited. Hopefully uh, we get a giant crowd for the national broadcast and if Ciceroni doesn't start I'm burning my season tickets fair enough but they're all online so that's just really <laughs> ceremonial <laughs> Nick how about you just think about everybody last Monday like downloading the pod and getting really excited and then hearing Jonah come on and whisper about soccer <laughs> oh and I got spicy chicken again it was uh, late at night okay we went to wendy's i got a spicy chicken sandwich it felt like like a late night radio like ditch jockey like but um that's kind of the vibe i was going i also i like that nick finally came back but he didn't watch the game (laughs) he just he couldn't let that last podcast stand i've decided that i'm probably the the least favorite of of everybody on the klr team jenna does all the work Zach is hilarious. Chad no. is never here to say anything for people to dislike, so I'm like, by default, the guy no one is excited to hear is going to be on. I think Chad's going to show up. He's going to come in one day, and he's going to recap recap things from the entire season. <laughs> Just to bring it all back. It's like, oh, I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this. No, but final two thoughts. Um, one, I was not... Oh, al- fuck. <laughs> two. two. I was not allotted a, a time to actually talk about the, my final thoughts of the game. I just want to put that out there for the record. Uh, Jonah just went with Zach on that. Um, <laughs> well, you say you didn't watch. Most oh of yeah, that. I mean, there's no way that I would know anything about the game. Um, and then on top of that, just really enjoying this this fucking crumbling and deterioration of Louisville City right now. This is let's not let's not like forget about that right now. I this is great. The, the fabric of America. That's what I, was I thought he was gonna say. How do you feel? Oh yeah, it's talking about deterioration, man. Duct tape, duct tape and rails together. No bars is a little better than that. Yeah, I think I'm glad it opened because it it's really just a good symbol of what not to do for yeah, a new stadium. If you they say really, you're gonna build a roof, you better build a roof. Yeah, they really did as little as possible, even if it was all holding together and not falling apart. That is, that thing is fucking ugly, man. I like 
Only thing I want to copy is I like the steep grade. We need a safe standing bar because I'm ready for the first video of a drunk DC fan falling 30 stories down the stairs. <laughs> I am very ready. Um, I think we've but, eat, reached our end mark here. Okay, my, my <laughs> final thought. A uh, quick shout out to uh, FCC social media god DJ replied to a KLR tweet. Folks, we have finally broken through. I know you've been watching and listening the whole time, buddy. Okay. Now you're just finally coming out in the open with the rest of us. Yeah, I, I hope not the whole time. <laughs> We barely bashed on you, bro. <laughs> uh, you can bleep that out. It's funny because most people are like, oh, well, DJ's unassailable. We found a way. <laughs> Nobody is fucking safe. <laughs> it's like, well, I know. I, I, Pat Brennan's like, no way they're going to rip on me for being nice to Lindsay Patterson. Well, guess what, buddy? <laughs> We fucking found a way to do that too. How are they mad that I'm like excited for the rest of the USL season? Co- Coach Koch is like, man, we're seven points clear at first place. No way, those guys are shitting on me. Yeah, sure, the Red Bulls won him. He sucks. <laughs> Just won two to nothing again. We beat Tampa Bay for the first time ever. No way they'll have anything negative to say. My final thoughts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good week. <laughs> good game. See you Wednesday. Uh, if anyone's ordering a scarf and wants to pick it up in person, I will be at the ladder. Ladder? I don't know what you call it. On Short Vine, I'll be wearing a blue backpack. Um, that is not, you know, the rest of you, that doesn't mean come jump me and steal my scarves because there will not be any scarves in my backpack. Forget what I just said. But the rest <laughs> of you, I'll have scarves in my backpack. <laughs> Tap me on the shoulder. Holler at me. So, um, Nick, do you have a fade out song you want me to use this week? I don't have anything in mind, so now's your chance to pick something. Uh, don't yeah. be too frou frou in indie with it, you know. Right. Some a little bit more like but can I still go kind of obscure? <laughs> obscure but popular. Okay. <laughs> Let's go you got anything by Nickelback? Got the whole discography. <laughs> if you could do uh, Avril Lavigne's Nickelback cover, we could go with that. Does that exist? Yes. Wow. Avril Lavigne. Was anyone else at uh, Avril Lavigne's free concert at Florence Mall? Does that mean you were? Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, I missed that. And Nick was, was still pretending he was punk back then. <laughs> well, I was still being punk then because I remember it's the day that uh, Cool to Be You by The Descendants came out that day. Ooh. And I, I bought it at the mall. We listened to it at Journeys. <laughs> mm. My friends were working at Journeys, like all, all straight edge people. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Guys, no more fighting in the Bailey. You know, be more like Section One Twenty Two. Keep it cool yeah, out there. Yeah, if I could. Sorry, one more thing. <laughs> I said this. I said this two weeks ago. Um, chill on the snare drum. The driving kick drum gets the whole stands into the chants and clapping, whatever. Some, you know, sometimes less is more. But whatever you guys want to do, if you want to keep it up like that, <laughs> won't you do an outro with the Descendants since Zach brought it up? Sure. Speaking um, of snare drum, you could do Bill a song. They have a song about the Anchor Grill. Yes. Keep it local yeah, flavor. enough. Announce Newport. Yeah, sure. I'll fade out with the Descendants. And or you could also, uh, there's that Throwdown song. Um, just like he Descendants. He says, like, uh, well, since we keep having more final thoughts, where he's like, uh, there's nothing left to say, but I've got one thing left to say. <laughs> <laughs> or like 18 Visions. Close the book and turn, turn the page. <laughs> Yeah, that was an atrocity. How does does one pull off closing the book and turning the page? Um, But that's definitely a top 10 album, 18 Visions Obsession. Go ahead and listen to that right after the podcast. Now, I'll fade out the sentence for Nick. I'll throw Nick a bone since he managed to show up here today. One last thing. (laughs) Please go ahead. I like the descendants. That's it. 
<laughs> I do. Um, if anyone's out there listening, Amelia Wolf, I'm talking to you. I've got a uh, <laughs> spare ticket for the Descendants because Megan's going on tour with the Alkaline Trio instead. Fancy pants. A little, little name drop. Yeah, if you don't know who Megan is, she was the narrator for episode two of Knifey Line Radio. Tommy, Tyler, and the Truth. <laughs> Part two is coming real soon, folks. Um, hold tight. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hold on. Final thought. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> you're good at your snare drum. If I ever uh, rejoin the supporter section, I will be bringing my own ride. That is 100% <laughs> guaranteed. Ding, 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 ding. And no one, they won't carry, so no one will hear it anyways. But like the one person next to me will be like, what the fuck? Ding, 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 ding. No, that, if you're, you're on the bell, that's going to carry. <laughs> I'm not really a bell guy. I'm thinking more uh, corn, blind, you know. Yeah, but that's the bell there, right? Yeah, just that part. Um, Nick, you had one final thought. <laughs> no, no, I think now talking I about the, I think, the I, think ta- I think talking about a bell is a good place to stop. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want you to know the timer right now on the episode is at an hour and 13 minutes. So whatever you see for the episode, just know we cut that much out. Oh, I remember the final thought I had for my solo episode. <laughs> I retold the story because I had it typed out for an email that I had submitted to a website that had like, you know, people's worst uh, shitting stories. And I had one about the time I shit my pants after eating a bunch of hot wings at Oakley Pub and Grill. I thought that would be a good addition to my solo. <laughs> so like I read the whole thing and then I was like, man, what am I doing? I'm, <laughs> I talked about shitting myself like three times and then I told a story about shitting myself. It's a hilarious story. It's worth telling. In an episode that just won't end, you had to crowbar in that story. That was supposed to go before all this. I just want you to know that I had recorded my shitting story and I cut it out. Just know it could have been worse last week, okay? So you're welcome. I I shit myself at King's Island one time. One final thought. Um, We were on the racer and we're like, oh man, we should... I think we didn't like the people sitting behind us. We're like, oh, we should all fart and it's going to blow back and hit them and they're all going to smell it. Foolproof. Yeah, foolproof plan, but I didn't really have to fart, so I just pushed way too hard. And I'm like pushing and pushing, and we're about to go down the first hill. Bam, shit myself. So I'm sitting on it the whole rest of the ride, and I've got all my friends, and I have to pretend I'm enjoying myself. I didn't want to tell anybody for some reason. And, uh, and, uh, don't cut me off, Nick. Um, so we get off the ride, and uh, I'm scared to get up, but I have to. So I just get up and walk away fast, and what I did was I pulled my shorts up really high, so that my long Pearl Jam, was that, 9 out of 10 prefer Crans the Guns t-shirt uh, would hang over the stain on the back of my shorts. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom, threw my underwear away, wiped out the inside of my shorts because it was pretty wet. And then just wore my <laughs> just got that. Wore my shorts up high the rest of the day. I didn't go home. And then my friends are like, man, how was that fart following you? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it was bad. Folks, if you listen to that story... And don't see it for what it really is. Zach shit his pants because he was scared of the racer. (laughs) (laughs) Forwards or backwards? That's not true, man. I just... We were trying to do it. Shitting your pants is cool. There's a great YouTube video of like those tilt-a-swirl videos where a mom and like her family are all strapped in and the mom starts barfing on all of them. It is disturbing. Look that up on YouTube. You will not regret it. I remember peeing my pants in the van. I don't know where we were traveling to. We had just <laughs> we had gone to Long John Silver's. No, it was a Bell JS, I think, maybe. Or maybe it was a straight Long John Silver's. And Robbie kept farting, and it smelled like 
total ass and then like we're all laughing about it and then he farted one more time like oh my god and he's like i'm a sick sick boy and he was wearing the pirate hat and it made me laugh so hard i was like oh i'm peeing then you see the big circle showed up on my shorts (laughs) was that albany maybe because i remember we went to a a a bell js in uh albany and i got like 12 chicken planks and then i had like (laughs) horrible stomach issues that night and we were staying in a house where the bathroom did not have a light (laughs) So oh, that, I was, that was an almond. Yeah, yeah, I was wiping blind. <laughs> it's just like the worst case scenario for having the shits. I remember, <laughs> who would have thought twelve chicken planks from LJS would fuck me up? Like Lindsay, if Pat doesn't do it for you. <laughs> Got a that. couple gentlemen here. Remember that? And like Adam had to sleep on the floor. It was a hardwood floor. And it's like, ah, I woke up with a boner. And it was a battle between my body and the wood floor. And the floor won. <laughs> uh, who says nothing happens in Albany? Final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's get chad on the phone yeah i'll I'll be honest people said they wanted more all right final thoughts first place forever <laughs> louisville's a shit show forever rise together at the end.